down. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Wendy Weekly. It is Thursday, so you know what's happening. This is when I get to interview lots and lots of very interesting and a wide variety of different people. And today I'm really pleased to have Claire Saunders on the line, on the, on the call today. And uh, what's great is that Claire offers a brilliant service, which she's going to explain to us all today about how she can help you save money. So if you want to make more profit on your HMO and you want to invest less money into your HMO to get it up and running, Claire's going to explain exactly how she does this through her, her business cash flow leasing. So Claire, I think really let's let's hand straight over to you to explain, you know, your, a bit about your background would be good. And, and what do you do in your business? Hi, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, really appreciate it. So um, yeah, I'm Claire Saunders. Well, Vince now got married last week. Um, so, but I'm keeping Saunders on Facebook so everyone knows who I am. It's just easier. Um, so yeah, launched cash flow leasing uh, June last year. Um, but prior to that, I've been in the property circuit since 2016, um, and I worked for another company that did the same thing so I learned so much working for them um which then obviously helped me start my business um last year so um yeah and the reason for doing it originally I I didn't intend to leave a company and then go start up on my own that wasn't my intention it was actually to do um property sourcing um but it's not as easy as everyone thinks mm -hmm. um and I really struggled with the what's a good deal sort of thing. Um, and my business coach just said to me, you know, just, just do what you know and make a business from that. And I knew asset leasing, you know, inside and out. I had good relationships with the lenders um, and I enjoy helping people. So it sort of ticked all the boxes. Um, so, yeah, that's when cash flow leasing was created back in June last year. And, uh yeah, it's been difficult, especially this year with um, COVID and lockdown and everything. It's been very, very difficult. Um, but I'm proud that we've come out the other end and it is growing. And yeah, I'm help out there to help um, property people, really. So can you tell us what, what service does your business provide then, Claire? So we provide asset leasing. And what that is, it's um, a way to acquire items needed for a business. So in the property sector, it's um, furniture predominantly. So furniture for your um, HMOs that you promote, um, serviced accommodation. Um, can also work for some uh, like rentals as well, um, but predominantly ones that have a high cash flow per month, it would work for, because obviously the cash flow pays for the lease finance. Um, so that's the sort of market that I'm in. So. What does it do? So it's a way of, like I say, buying it without actually using your own money. Um, there are probably going to the benefits, but there are tax advantages to that. And also, you know, keeping the cash for yourself means you can go on and do other projects. Which is always nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so can you tell us the kind of things that you can you can purchase with cash flow leasing? What, what, what's the, 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 the range of goods that can be bought? So it all depends on, on the customer, really, what they want. Um, so we work with um, a range of suppliers. Um, and if anyone wants them, I can send out the list. Um, and that 
they're how you know people know them on the market and i also work with interior designers as well so that a lot of people they want something a bit more unique and a little bit more tailored to their taste so i work with some interior designers as well so it's not always you know the suppliers that do the, the packages that you have to do leasing through um leasing can actually work through any kind of any VAT registered supplier um so even if they're not on my list and you've worked with a with a supplier for a long long time then we can look to talk to them and you know build a relationship and maybe work with them for either a one-off for that customer or it could be that they didn't even know about this option for their customers and then you know they do it as a one-off like say for the person we're working with and then they decide to join me and refer to me so other customers come in so product wise so you're looking at your furniture so your beds that sort of thing um but providing that the supplier supplies it to you you can actually cover a whole range of things so you can cover your white goods um electrical items soft furnishings linen linen <laughs> that sort Ooh. of thing so basically if they supply it right down to the teaspoon then we can cover it um if the property is owned uh, by yourself either in a limited company or in as an individual um then we can also look to lease some of the refurb items as well, which a lot of people didn't realise that we can do. Um, so, you know, kitchens, bathrooms, fire doors, alarm systems, external doors, that sort of thing. So there's a wide range of things you can actually lease. Um, so, yeah, and even if um, you're looking to do something other than property, so service offices, we can look to do the furniture for those, um, like say keypads, that sort of thing. Um, or if you're looking to branch out into i don't know a barber shop or a salon or something like that then again you know we can work with those sort of people as well so it's not just the property side of it because i know a lot of property people are entrepreneurs and serial entrepreneurs so they've got loads of different businesses so i like to think that if i've got a relationship with someone that we can help them in different types of their businesses as well and do you find that many people take up the, the, the offer of uh, kitchens and, and um, sanitary ware, um, you know, those items? Or is it generally more furniture and the, if you like, the more disposable items that people tend to lease? So majority of my, my customers, it is um, the furniture side of it. Um, again, it could be because a lot of them do rent to rent, in which case they don't own the property. Um, but the ones that do own it um i did one recently where the refurb had they'd overspent on the refurb um and when they then got it valued to get the money back out they didn't quite have enough to pay their investor back so what we did is we looked to finance the kitchen i think it was and I think it was a bathroom or something so although we can do it what i say to people is you know you've got to remember that there's a cost for finance. So you have to, I have to know my customer really well and know that the project can support the lease basically. So again, you know, we can, the furniture side of it, it's, it's not as expensive as if you're going to, you know, you're looking at for a HMO, for instance, about £7,000 or something on average is what I get depending on the size, obviously, but a four or five beds about £7,000. So that's going to eat into the cash flow X amount a month. Whereas if you're looking to do the refurb, obviously it's a larger amount of money. So, I mean, I've had customers ask me for like 60,000 before and I'm like, well, I can do that. But the ethical side of me is, can you afford to do that? 
you know, let's look at just releasing what you need. So like in this customer's instance, he needed, I think it was an extra 10,000 pound or something to know that he could then pay off his investor and carry on without having to owe anyone any money, obviously the lease, but no one else. Um, so that's what we did. We just um, looked to pull out an extra 10,000 based on the, the refurb items. And then that meant that he was going forward. His investor was happy because he'd got paid back everything he invested. And the property was still paying for itself, if that makes sense. It's not like he had to get a loan in his own name. The property was paying for that investor's investment, if that makes sense. So, yeah, we do get them. Um, and like I say, it just depends on circumstances, really, of what they want and, and um, knowing that they can afford it as well is the most important, especially with what's happened recently where some properties haven't been tenanted or had any customers in that sort of thing and it, it you know I want my customers to be able to afford it yeah so do you have to do some kind of due diligence then if somebody was to contact you and say you know I'd like this is my requirement what what kind of due diligence do you do on them so in my application form I ask them to give me a breakdown of the project um to say just basically what you would do with your own due diligence to make sure that the the property you know, washes its face basically. So it's just to say, what are your outgoings? Is there a mortgage on it? Is there a rental on it? That sort of thing. Um, what's your anticipated income based on there? Obviously, we don't want them to do it on 100% occupancy. Some do it on 70, some do it on 80. It just depends. Um, service accommodation is a little bit more difficult um, because it's they get different rates at different times and things like that so they've got their own sort of calculations so they as long as they put into my spreadsheet what they believe they're going to be taking profit per month then i use that to make sure that they can afford the leasing finance um okay. and it could be that i do more than one property on a lease as well so you know you've got three properties so you've got three lots of profit that you can take it out of if that makes sense so yeah, and it's also understanding the customer's business as well um, and knowing that they're going to get tax relief. So you've got corporation tax relief. So if they do make a profit, this is actually going to help them to keep some of that profit because you can offset the monthly expense as well. So there's loads of little reasons to do leasing, but I just want to make sure that my customers can afford it. So let's talk a bit about the tax side, because I think that's where, you know, lots of people start to get very excited. Uh, yes, of course, you've got the benefit of being able to spread the cost over a longer period of time rather than having to pay the, the one off. But can you explain to us what tax benefits this also gives, please, Claire? I know you're going to ask me that. I was going to see if I can find my slide. Just bear me one second. Yeah, it's it's uh, good to have a bit of an example or a bit of a, you know, sort yeah. of detailed breakdown of, of how it can help people. I do. I've got um, costs as, as well, so that might help with the uh, corporation tax side of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Second, should have got this ready before, shouldn't I? Sorry. It's all right. Just to say to everybody who's watching today, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us. And if you have any questions that you'd like to put to Claire, I will be uh, keep putting a link uh, underneath the, the broadcast. 
Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I'll put it on the podcast notes as well. So you've got Claire's details. Um, so Claire is Claire Saunders, who's no longer Saunders because she got married last week. Congratulations, Claire, is uh, from Cashflow Leasing. And uh, she can help you spread the cost of your capital investments on certain items if you're investing in HMOs, saving you a lot of time, uh, saving you a lot of money um, and uh, actually saving you time as well because Claire can uh, do all the deals for you rather than you having to do them. So a uh, very, very valuable service. Definitely. Right. Have you found what you needed, Claire? Yeah, I think I'm sharing it. Can you see it? it says, um, uh, no, I can't see it. But hold on a minute. I can add it to the stream. There we go. Yes, brilliant. So these are right. The so can you, can you talk us through it? Because it's, uh, it's, it's quite so detailed. Yes, exactly. But I thought I'd put it up there so you've got it. Um, and then it helps me to remember that I've said it all as well. So with um, leasing, the tax benefits are what you've got on there. Um, so the first one, so for your HMO guys, I know a lot of them will be the ones that are listening today. Um, a lot of you probably didn't know this, but um, when you purchase furniture, you couldn't, you can't claim it back on your capital allowance. Um you can only claim your replacements back. However, if you convert it into a lease, you can claim that back. So that's a massive bonus for HMO landlords out there. Um, with service accommodation, I'll touch on this. Um, it is it's classed as a different type of business. So your HMOs, although it's commercial, it's classed as residential. So that's why you don't have that this benefit if that makes sense. So with SAs, they do have that benefit. So whether they buy it or lease it, they can still claim it back. Um, but when you're converting it into a lease, you then got your um, corporation tax relief. And at the moment, that's 19%. So depending on how that changes, if there's a bigger tax relief, obviously that's better for us. But if it gets reduced down, then obviously it's, it's not so good. Um, so what that means is, like I mentioned before, your monthly um, premium that you pay can come off of the profit that you earn. Now, some people, if they're starting out, they might not have a profit in their business in their first year or second year. But this this benefit actually rolls on to the years where you do have a profit. So you never lose it. Um, and I did an interview with an accountant who told me that. And I thought that was just brilliant because it's one of the things that I get asked is like, well, what if I don't make a profit? Yes. And, um, so that was really valuable. Um, it's on my if anyone wants to, to see that one, that's on my um, Facebook as well. Um, about accounting and things so that was really really um, beneficial um, so that's the main obviously tax benefits um, with with leasing on there and it's just got a little bit at the bottom about credit cards HP or loan items so um, they're slightly different they're secured against your personal lending whereas a lease is secured against the assets um, and in the business name if that makes sense and the way that it's so it says on there, it does not show against your personal or company lending. Technically, it doesn't, but it does show against your exposure, if that makes sense. So the business has an exposure. Um, but everything is underwritten normally with what I do by the deal and the credit of the individuals. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a benefit with regards to your credit, if that makes sense. So it doesn't affect it. Obviously, if you don't pay, then regardless of what kind of institute it is financial, there's always a, a you know, a, a default or things like that would happen, but it would go against the, the business, not your personal lending. 
So it's, so it's yeah. Just a very quick question, Claire. So you, you said on, on bullet point, I think it's four, your corporate your corporation tax relief of 19%. Do you mean your corporate your your corporation tax of 19% is calculated? I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by the relief part. So a corporation tax relief is the relief from paying your corporation tax, if that makes sense. So when you um, have a profit, you pay your, you have to pay corporation tax. Yeah. Um, so this gives you what they call relief from it. So it's money not having to be paid. So you've got your profit and then you've got the items that are classed as tax relief, if that makes sense. So you've got like, say, the leases and things like that. I'm not an accountant, so not 100% on this bit. Speak to an accountant, but... Um, my understanding is that you've got your your profit, and then you've got your uh, monthly your monthly premium, and nineteen percent of that premium comes off of your profit, so it gives you a relief from paying corporation tax. Oh, I That's see. Ah, uh, okay, right, right. I see how you've how you've yes. So in other words, yeah. what so can't you claim the full amount though? Can't you claim the full amount of the lease uh, items? as cost against running your business? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, double check with an accountant, but this is like an added thing as well. So you're, because you're doing it as a business expense, you get that relief from your corporation tax as well as being able to claim it back under your capital allowance. Ah, okay, because it's counted as a capital allowance. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. double check with an accountant. I'm not into all the that side of it but these are my understandings from it but I always say to my customers if you've got any questions on the tax side of it and how it would affect your your business then you know obviously speak to an accountant first um, and just make sure they're happy with with the leasing and, and what we're doing. So I think this is really a critical point isn't it that um, understanding how this helps you tax-wise is really important. Um, so I think that I, I'd not heard of the, maybe it's because I ha I don't really, well, I haven't leased and I haven't used, um, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't do service accommodation. Um, so obviously I was aware of the, in the, the corporation tax is 19% for, for businesses, but I had not heard of the corporate corporation tax relief of 19%. So that's something that I can go away and research as well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to understand that further, but that's really interesting that on leased items, um, you can you can claim a further nineteen percent. So effectively, you're getting some money back, aren't you, from the from the tax office? Yeah, and that would get what we do is I'll show you on a calculation in a minute when it comes to cost. But you would your your cost plus interest rate minus your tax relief means that your um, actual interest rate isn't as high. So I'll show you that on a on another slide, or we can show it now if you like. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's, let's go to that. Yeah, that one. I will share this one. Okay, so it's. So I think I need you to put it on the screen again because you're the host. Yeah, that's fine. So let me. So people always say to me, you know, oh, isn't leasing expensive? And if you look at it from a percent, so if someone says, what's the interest rate? And you say to them 20%, they're like, oh, my God, that's so expensive. So that's why I try and explain it with regards to the, the corporation tax that you get back. Um, so these rates are the ones on the market at the moment. So prior to lockdown, there were better rates out there. But obviously, a lot of the lenders got scared. Um, some completely come off the market a lot of the ones that did hospitality 
just closed their doors and just facilitated the ones that they had. They didn't offer anything new. Um, so one of my lenders, they used to do an established business. So anyone trading over three years used to be 10 and a half percent, which is absolute buttons to, to lease. It's like, why aren't you doing it? Um, unfortunately, they've taken that one off the market. So at the moment, um, this is based on one lender, this, this costing on here. Um, so um, I go into a lot of detail with my customers about their business, um, about their history as well, because if they've got um, buy to lets or anything like that, then we can use that to get a better rate as well. Um, obviously, cross company guarantees, that sort of thing. Um, so it gives you a bit of an understanding on, on how I sort of, like I said, the due diligence I do with my customer before actually going for an application with them. Um, so anyway, this is the, the costings at the moment. So new business is 20%. So yep. this is based on borrowing the um, £3,000 uh, net. So at least always get set up at the net price because the VAT is put on monthly, but your supplier will still get paid the gross amount. So it's just that they move the the VAT element, if that makes yes. sense. It also means that the amount of borrowing is less, technically. If, so it's going against 3000 net, not whatever the gross is amount, amount is. So you've got your 3,000 net. So at the moment, it's roughly about £120 a month plus VAT. So your total cost to borrow that over three years. So a term is standard three years. Um, and so that's 4,342. So total interest, 1,342. And then you've got your corporation tax relief of 19%. So that 19% is taken from the total overall three-year cost, the four three. Or two, which means you get a tax relief of eight hundred and twenty-five pounds. Yeah, very so, good. Um, yeah, so when you take it from your interest minus, so your interest paid minus your corporation tax relief, the net cost of finance just over five hundred pound. Divide that by three years, and that gives you the hundred and seventy-two plus fat per year to borrow it. So when you break it down like that, it doesn't look expensive. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's then, that's really that that I I I think the, the the thing that is really interesting about this is the corporation tax relief. That's the bit that I didn't know about and I wasn't aware of before how much difference that can make because clearly that really I mean you you're effectively getting the VAT back, aren't you? Effectively, you know, it's it's nineteen percent. You're paying twenty percent VAT. Effectively, you're getting it VAT free by uh, using the, the corporation tax relief. So it's a very powerful way of reducing your borrowing. Um, and it obviously, as you say, it spreads, it spreads that cost as well. So it's, it's a, you know, I can, I can see how it works. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And once like, when I do my presentations, the amount of people that didn't or have heard of leasing, but they haven't really looked into it. And then they go to me, why haven't I been doing this? And it's like, you just haven't been told about it or you've not been you know not educated on, on how it works and how it can benefit you know property people and things like that and like I said that's the worst case scenario so if we can better it so if we can get if you've got portfolios if you're high net worth individual so you've got you know own a lot of property then we can get good rates as well so we can get like the 15 percent so we save five percent just by you being a landlord for three years um for two or more properties basically um so and again you know at 15 percent, it's just 100 pound a year to borrow three thousand so. so 
so when you say it's a hundred pounds, so let, let's go into those actual costs. So on the, on the one that's the established company, you're saying it would cost 98 pounds plus VAT per year to borrow 3,000 pounds. That's not the, I thought that was the monthly premium. So your monthly premium is the £112 a month plus VAT. So the yep. total cost um, over the three years is the 4067 So your interest is 1000 So this is like how much interest rate it's going to cost you, basically, mm -hmm. how much interest it's going to cost you per year. Yeah. Um, so obviously you've still got to pay your cost because regardless you have to pay for the furniture. But this is the... The like I said, the interest rate minus your corporation tax. So how much is it actually going to cost? You know, relief. How much is that actually going to cost you to to borrow it rather than buy it outright? Does that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so you've still so, got your monthly premiums, but it's the actual cost of the finance is ninety eight pounds per year. Yes. So like your yeah. interest side of it, rather than it being the one thousand and sixty seven, when you take your corporation tax relief, it's gone down to the. 294 so this is your your interest per year if that makes sense yeah. so net cost of finance and then divide that by three and that makes it just under 100 pound plus that per year to borrow 3000 net yeah very good very good indeed yeah that, that that's a really really powerful calculation um again it, i think it's, this is it's kind of eye-opening for me to see this because um, many times when we've been setting up HMOs, we've just said, oh, well, you know, we've got the cash in the bank. Let's buy the stuff. We'll get it all this weekend. Go to Dunnell Mill, go to Ikea, um, you know, go to all those different places and we'll source all the stuff and bring it in and set it all up. And it's kind of easy. But it doesn't make sense financially, um, even though the headline figures there on the, the interest rates look quite high. From you know, because of what you're saying, the benefits are of buying it within a limited company and leasing it. Actually, a lot of those get completely knocked out um, because of the corporation tax relief. Yeah, hundred percent. And a lot of the suppliers I work with, they will deliver, install, stage, take all the rubbish away. So you don't have to go to IKEA and spend weeks building furniture and sourcing the furniture and stuff like that and some customers like on the SA side of it they will still do the their little trips to like Dunelm and things but just for the unique bit if that makes sense so yeah. the wall art in the, the little what I call the fluffy stuff to make it look different but they still work with my suppliers for what I call the they're technically not hard assets if you in the leasing world but for me the harder furniture so like your beds and things like that so the more expensive items they still put that on a lease and then they, same with HMOs, and then they go out and they buy stuff to make it look different to everyone else. Fantastic. Okay, brilliant. Great. Uh, excellent. Do you have any other slides you want to share, Claire? I knew you were going to ask me that. I have to have a look now. <laughs> <laughs> Should just put my presentation up. Um, I was wondering, do you have a case study? Do you have something you could share with us of somebody who you've helped or somebody who, you know, looked, weighed it up and said, well, this was the original situation I was going to have to pay and this would have been my my cost or my tax and then this is the new situation using cash flow leasing. If you haven't got one of those, it's fine. That's something that would be interesting, I think, for people to see, to see the kind of before and after um, because sometimes, you know, seeing it in, in you know obviously hard figures like you've just shown us is it suddenly becomes real doesn't it it becomes a, a kind of tangible real um situation yeah exactly i'm just trying to find my presentation because on one of them there are case studies of people that i've worked with and what 
their feedback is. So let me show you my like really exceptional one that I'm so proud of. It's difficult at the moment because obviously, like I said, that rate is off the market, but uh, on current slide. Let me just put it all up and then you've got it. Okay. I've got to find you again now. There you are. I'll share the slide uh, as well when you're, when you're ready. Perfect. So it should be there. Yeah, so this this one I'm really proud of. So it was one that I did, oh my goodness, when was this? It's got to be sort of end of last year, sort of November, so totally before any lockdown happened. Um, so this customer um, was introduced to me through um, somebody I knew in a training academy, if you know what I mean, and, and he had um, allowed me to go out and present my business on his um, networking event. Um, and he'd referred these guys to me and, and they are very high net worth individuals. So there was a, I think there's four of them um, and they own a lot of property between them. But this um, business was set up specifically for this property. So a lot of, a lot of you guys do that. You know, you get JVs with people or you change your strategy. So you set up a new business, yes. um, SPV or whatever you want to call them. Um, so that's what this one was. So it was a commercial building that they were converting into uh, an eight bed student accommodation for university. I said, high net worth, lots of um, properties, but it was a new business. So as standard, that would have been 20%. But because I spoke to them and I got to know them and found out all this stuff about them, I was like, right, give me your portfolio. Give me your, so I send out um, what's called a net worth statement as well. And what that does, it tells you your assets and liabilities. So it helps the, the lender to understand what sort of risk there is for this customer. So even though you own property, they might have a lot of borrowing elsewhere and stuff like that. Yes. So, yeah, so the net worth statements, that sort of thing. So although it was a new business, they were borrowing just over 14,000 um, with three different suppliers. So like I said, we can do more than one supplier, more than one property as well. So um, using their experience and portfolio, I got the 10 and a half percent. So from 20%, I got them 10 and a half percent. Um, which meant it only cost them £500 a month plus VAT. So the total cost over the three years was 18000 just over. So just over 14, uh, 4000 4, almost 200 interest. They then got their corporation relief, or they can claim that. Mm -hmm. um, it actually cost them to borrow £14,000 over three years, £733 plus VAT. So absolute you know, there's, it's a no-brainer, really. The property was cash flowing uh, 2440 per month. So we knew that there was definitely enough there for them to do it. Yes. So, so, so the monthly premium, does that, is that a, is a capital repayment uh, figure? Uh, I, I'm not sure. So I'm not an accountant, so I don't understand that sort of thing. Uh, so, so normally, <laughs> with a loan, and you can either have an interest only loan whereby you just pay back the interest so a lot of mortgages oh, right. are just interest only or yeah. you could have capital repayment so you're paying back the cap the actual money you've borrowed as well yeah. as the yeah. interest. so yes that's right. i understand it now when you were, yeah. yeah when you word it like that if i'd have looked at it in mortgages 
capital interest only. So yeah, so when you're paying this, you're still paying the full £14,000 yeah. of furniture plus your interest rate over the three years. So yeah, it's a capital repayment. Repayment, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no balloon payment at the end, that sort of thing. Um, I will go into what happens at the end because a lot of customers um, will need to know that. Um, so because of these tax benefits that you're claiming, um, you can't you can't technically own those items um, because of the tax. If you were to to lease them and then own them, technically you've owned them for that time. So they would look to reclaim all of your your tax back. So what we do, there are a few options and it just depends on the lender and what the customer wants to do. So the, the most popular one is uh, continued use. So at the end of the three years, um, you pay an additional two months premium and that extends the lease for five years. And at the end of five years, there's no value, you know, the wearing tear and that sort of thing. There's no value left in those items. So you can dispose of them. That's what they say. Do what you want with them. Um, and that's why a lot of lenders won't do five year leases. They will only do three year because the value in these kind of products go down so quickly that they don't like to do anything longer than three years. They would do shorter. So we do like one, two or three years or three years. They don't want to do any longer than that. They may do it if you own that property and it's a refurb item, they may do it. But again, it's down to each lender really. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the options. Um, uh, another one is one of my lenders does um, where you can nominate a third party. So as long as it's not a director of the company, you can nominate anybody to take the title deed. So it's it's just a piece, it's not even a piece of paper. It's just a payment that somebody pays and then they then have have title as such. And it's 1% uh, of the net value. So the 1% of the lease. So again, not that expensive. Um, so that's another option. And then one thing that I'm looking to do, which is what I'm quite passionate about, is to bring a, a recycle reuse option. So at the end of the three years, if you decide that you want to refit it and take everything out, um, we'd look to collect those items. Anything that can't be reused would be recycled. Um, and anything that can be reused, we would give back to, to the community. So give to people that, you know, are homeless, that have just got a property, single mums, young families that are just getting on the property, you know, through councils and things like that. So give them a, a bit of a start, basically, rather than um, not having anything, which and, is upsetting. And also, I think that's a great idea because, of course, from the environment, environmental point of view, uh, this is the problem, of course, with depreciating assets, isn't it? That if technically and you know, from an accounting point of view, we're saying, oh, there's no value in those assets. Um, for a lot of people, they'll then think, oh, well, I'll just replace them. Um, but actually, they still have inherent value for somebody else. They might not be worth anything on your balance sheet or on your profit and loss, but actually they're revaluable. They're, they're still a, an item of furniture that somebody can use. And it seems a shame in this day and age for us to be throwing that stuff on the on the tip and and not letting somebody else have the benefit of using it so i think that's a fabulous idea claire really love it <laughs> yeah and it's something that i am really passionate about and because my business is is so new obviously i've not got it in place yet but my leases they run for three years so i've got another two and a bit years to get that in place so it is something i'm like i say so passionate about not just from a community level but also like you say environmental as well yeah. because i think something like is it 90 or 90 percent five percent of furniture ends up at the tip and it's like or landfill and we need to look after the environment and if someone else can use it 
until it is battered and whatever, you know, then sounds so better. Yeah, yeah, it's a longer life for that that item. And yeah, it just gives you a little warm, fuzzy feeling to know that you're helping somebody that, you know, has got young children or, or just literally, you know, been on the streets and not got anything to know that they've got a nice bed to sleep in or a couch to sit on, that sort of thing. And the same with like um, electrical items as well. I think a lot of those go to um, landfill before their time's up as well. And all they need to do sometimes just have a really good clean um, and then they can go and help people. I'm not sure what the hygiene well, I, side of it is on those, but yeah. I think it's I think it's something that actually as HMO landlords, we should be more aware of. I think we should think about this more as how do we recycle, reuse um, items? Uh, you know, there, there's an awful lot of wastage that goes on in HMOs. There's a lot of things that um, get replaced that probably don't need to be replaced. Um, but we want our HMOs to look smart, sp smart and sparkly and, you know, wonderful so that people keep renting the rooms. But there is definitely an element there of actually what's the environmental impact of all of that as well. So I think it's a really important question. And it's certainly one I think that, you know, when you get to the point where you're doing that, um, it would be really interesting to hear what response you get from people and what the what the downsides are and what the upsides are to that. But um, I know some some HMO landlords are starting to be more creative with how they source property, uh, sorry, source furniture, I should say, and are now starting to recycle and upcycle items to put in their HMOs because they're selling it as a kind of environmentally friendly HMO. So, you know, it'd be interesting if you could release some of those upcycled items later on and create a whole yeah, definitely. <laughs> bring to the yeah. business. <laughs> no exactly and that, that's like the arm that I want to go into and whether it's my leasing customers or just you know landlords out there that have got um and a lot of people as well they will buy HMOs and they will have furniture in them but they're not the standard they want so they just get rid of it yeah. but that could be used for somebody else you know yeah. obviously mattresses no um my partner used to run a, a furniture delivery company and they used to collect mattresses and it actually costs money to take them to the tip um, because it takes so much time to actually deconstruct a mattress. That is where the recycle element is. It's the time side of it. So, I mean, if I can partner with somebody who already does it and I know that I can just collect it, keep them somewhere, you know, one place and then have them shipped to that when we get a load of them and they then recycle them. But it's just, I think for me, it's cost and logistics more than anything and, and partnering with the right people yeah but my partner like I said he when he did his uh work with his mum and dad's business he did a lot of like delivering and logistics and stuff like that and um he wanted to do this recycle thing um, but unfortunately his mum and dad closed down the business and retired um so there is that mutual thing for me and him to do that or him to go and do that side of it the recycle side of it because right. he's done it who knows that industry really well so claire um how can people get in touch with you what's the next step if somebody's maybe doing a refurb at the moment or they're coming to the end of it and they're starting to think about furniture particularly and items for their hmo what's that what's the the next step for them um so some people contact me when they're they haven't even got a property so like you rent to renters they're just getting out there and they don't have a lot of money to start up with they will contact me just to know the basics like we've gone through today. And then they know that when they've got a property, 
that they're ready to go and they know exactly what to do. So again, it's just a matter of um, contacting me. Like I said, even if you've got a project already, um, you've got one coming up. Um, I've been in contact with people um, that are doing a big development, but not they don't need me till next August. But I'm always in their mind and I'm always contacting them, checking up on them, make sure they're okay and how it's all going. Because of lockdown, you know, I had a lot of customers that were ready to go. So, and then I ring them up and they were like, oh, we're back a, a month because of lockdown and things like that. So just constant communication, basically. Um, but yeah, they just, just contact me. I've either got um, Facebook, Claire Saunders or Cashflow Leasing on Facebook. I've got a website. It's not that good. I need to get better. <laughs> it's, well, um, it's just pretty basic. But I think yeah. it's just one of those things. You start your business and then you think, oh, I've got to have a website. But you don't really it need all a takes time. All of these things take time. And the main thing is, you're getting out there, you're promoting the business, you're telling people what you do. Uh, you know, the website can come later, but um, that's absolutely brilliant. Well, Claire, thank you very, very much indeed for coming on today and explaining how it works. I myself have had my eyes opened. I, it's been <laughs> illuminating to me. I didn't. Hello, you still there? I've lost you. Hello. I think we've lost Wendy. I'm not sure what's happened with her internet on there. So I do apologise, everyone. Hopefully she'll come back in a minute. Wendy, are you still there? Hello. Hello? I don't know. I think we've lost. Oh, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Claire. My uh, my laptop ran out of charge. My my MacBook suddenly went dead on me. Apologies, oh apologies. Anyway, after that little hiatus, uh, we are back in the room. So yeah, just really wanted to say thank you very much for being here today. It's been really illuminating and uh, great to have you on the HMO Success Group because you can share your details there. And um, we'll put your your link below this video. So if somebody does want to get in touch with you and get that personalised outline uh, i know that you can help them whatever stage they're at and as you say people who are doing rent to rent people who are doing no money down strategies this can be enormously helpful in spreading those costs and being very um, tax efficient as well so good stuff and we look forward to hearing about your upcycle recycle plans as well in another couple of years that would be very exciting yeah yeah as soon as i'm i'm there i am very excited about it because i feel it's something that isn't really out there so yeah 
Right. Well, thank you for bearing with that slight technical glitch there. These things <laughs> happen, unfortunately, but we got we got we made it in the end. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing you online very very soon. Yeah. Take care. Thank you, Claire. Bye for now.